chapter 16. Dienta Depiri and Mamansidi. I am sorry, okay? I'm sorry that Kabu Entle passed away. I'm sorry that I brought shame and loss into your lives. But what you are doing is causing Tsekhofato to grow up like an orphan. She is not an orphan. I exist. Please, I just want a visit. If you can't, can you at least send me a picture of her? I want to see how she looks. Please, find it in your hearts to do this. My daughter is now eight years old and she deserves to know that she is loved by her father. Regards, Mulatlehi. Ndade Piri and Khunutsiri are unhappy with how often Tsukhufatu speaks about her father. She told them that she no longer wants to be called Gia. They argued about it and decided that in the house they can call her Gia, but everyone else should refer to her as Tsukhufatu. There was an occasion when Ndade Piri was struggling with his computer and Tsukhufatu commented saying, You know my dad studied IT. Do you think he'd be able to fix that? Actually, I should research what IT people do. All I know is it's about computers and stuff. It upset Ndatepiri and he decided to not show his disapproval. Nkhunutsidi advised that until they have a concrete plan, they should pretend like they support her relationship with her father. They notice that if they don't engage the topic about her father, she speaks about him less. They mastered the art of changing the topic without making it too obvious that they don't want to talk about it. Even in the instances where she updates them on what her visit was like with her father, Ndate Piri and Nkhunutsiri simply listen to her and offer no comments. Both Mulatlehi and Tsukhufatsu are excited for their next visit. Immediately when they are given their privacy, Tsukhufatsu gets right at it. Um, you know, people have been telling me that you're in prison for kidnapping, but no one has told me who you kidnapped. So, did you kidnap someone? Uh, they claimed I kidnapped someone. In my mind, I was doing all I could to be a good father, explains Munatleri. You kidnapped your child? Wait, I thought I was your only child. As she said the last words in her sentence, she hears herself and realizes that she is the child. You're in prison for kidnapping me? Asks a confused Tsekhofatsu. Yes. How can a father kidnap their own child? Asks an even more confused Tsekhofatsu. That is the part of why all of this makes people upset. So much went wrong. So much happened that is unfair and nobody wants to take responsibility. And no one can give me back the time that I lost. Tsakhofatsu could see that Munatlikh was angry as he explained his experience. If there's one thing that I've learned in these last couple of months is that there's a lot that can happen to people. So what drove you to end up being in prison for kidnapping me. <sighs> when you were six months old, I was back at work, living in a decent townhouse, healthier, and definitely deserving 
to be a single father. But because I don't have relatives other than a grandmother in the rurals, I wanted to raise you with the help of Ntatepiri and Nkhunutsidi. I didn't want them to ever feel like they would not have access to you or get to have a relationship with you. You are the link to them. So first I tried to speak with them to willingly give you back to me. They didn't want to. They told me that I was a murderer and could never be fit to raise a child. I knew they wanted to drive me to a point of anger and rage so that I did something to prove them right, explains Mlatlehi. What then did you do when they said no? Asked Sekhufat. I then decided to pursue the courts. A lawyer I found told me that this would take very long as fathers in that time were not afforded rights. I needed to prove that I could be trusted to raise a girl child as a single father. When I saw how much the courts could cost me in lawyer fees, I realized that I needed to work on my finances and get an extra income. So I freelanced on different projects, saving that money. But somehow your grandparents heard that I went to a lawyer and they changed their tune. They asked me to negotiate with them again. All right, so Ntatepiri and Khunutsiri were able to see the error in their ways, asked Sekhufat. She doesn't know where the story is going, but there's hope that her grandparents turn out to be the good people in this story. Uh, so I arrive at the house. They were honoring your mom's birthday, so there were elders present as well as your mom's cousins that I knew. They said they are willing to allow me to see you more often with the goal of me taking you permanently. They just wanted to ensure your safety. It sounded wise. The truth is, I was young <laughs> and I'm not a woman. I would need to get used to nurturing a child. So they agreed that I could take you with me to spend the night at my home and bring you back the following afternoon. They gave me your cot, your overnight bag, bottle, diapers, the works. I was excited. I was happy. I felt like they were trusting me and honoring your mom's request. Why do I sense a but? But when I arrived the following afternoon to bring you back, I found a police van waiting outside their house. I didn't think anything of it. I was all happy and excited about being a real dad for a day. Then I get into the house and the cops are told that I took you without their permission and that I should be charged for kidnapping. I had to plead for them to believe me, but they were so convincing. I was saved by one of your mom's cousins who confirmed over the phone my version of the story. That's when I realized your grandparents would never allow me to take care of you. So I decided to make a plan on how I would take you and we would leave the province and live far away and start over. Tsekhofatz was holding on to every last word Munatlechi was saying, but they ran out of time. She told Munatlechi that they will pick up the story from where he left off, because this is what she really wants to know. <laughs> 